Truth for you. Truth for you. Been to here to bring the truth to you. You know, I gotta come and bring the proof to you. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Kidding. Yo, what's good? Welcome to another episode of my podcast titled The Truth for Youth. My name is Binti St. Jean, your host, and today we have ourselves another interesting topic. Our topic today is going to be none other than music. I mean, even the sound of music, the word itself sounds like music in my ears. Today on the topic titled Power 95, we are going to talk about music and pretty much how it influences us. Now, shall we begin? I once saw on a billboard once that said, music is a language that everyone speaks. I believe it was by Pitbull. And not only is it the lonely language everyone speaks, but it's the language everyone listens to. Music is everywhere. Songs are on every corner. You hear music on the streets. You hear music on the radio. You hear music at the mall, at your local drugstore. Music follows you. We learn music. We hear music. We want music. We make music. Everything is just better with music. Movies are better to watch with music. Food is better to enjoy with music. Car rides are better with music, especially them long ones. Working out is better with music, and love is more meaningful with music. There is no greater agony and regret than walking out your own house and realizing you left your headphones at home. Because you just don't start your day without music. Music is the keynote of life. It makes us move. It makes us cry. It makes us happy. It makes us humans. Bob Marley once said that music is the one good thing that when it hits you, you feel no pain. Ronald Reagan says that life is one grand sweet song. So sing it. Louis Armstrong says music is life itself. I mean, who doesn't listen to music? According to Statista, in the first quarter of 2020, the number of musical subscribers streaming worldwide was ranked at 400 million. And that's up from 305 million at the end of 2019. So more and more people are listening and subscribing to music. There you have it. Does anyone really have anything bad to say about music? As much as we listen to music, as much as we hear music, as much as we love music, have you really considered the power of music and its influence on the mind? I mean, after all, what is there to consider beyond the beat? What harm could possibly come from a beat, a rhythm, and lyric? What is so harmful about a nice voice, a sick beat, and a lyrical artist? Music is harmless, right? No one has died from streaming music, but there's a lot more to music than what we hear. And I'll start out with my own experience. I grew up as a 90s baby. Shout out to the 90s baby. 
millennials, we here. And the music that I grew up on was not the 90s music. I grew up on the early 2000s. You know, the era before Drake and Nicki Minaj, the millennials, B2K, Bow Wow, Chingy, Destiny Childs. You know, those artists. I grew up on music. But from a very young age, I was hooked on music. Back then, and it's crazy I'm saying that. Oh, by the way, I'm 26, so I, I ain't that old. Don't get it twisted. I remember having a radio, and back then we would have radio, we would have cassette tapes. I remember we had a radio, and the radio had a CD-ROM on it. And I would listen to, religiously, 50 Cent's album. I knew all of his lyrics. I watched all of his popular music videos. From first grade all the way up to fifth grade, I was a huge 50 Cent and G-Unit fan. And it's crazy, right? Because even to this day, I still remember those lyrics. And I believe that's the effect of music. Now, I don't listen to it. I don't bop my head to it. But nonetheless, if you've listened to a song long enough, you have literally memorized every lyric. I mean, any favorite song that you've listened to, I guarantee you, if you love a song, you know the lyrics. You know it from the back of your head. All you need is a beat. All you need is to hear a hook and brrr, you, you finish a line just like that. Because that's just the effect that music has on us. It leaves a lasting impression on our mind. But moving along, I used to listen to Lil Wayne and the Hot Boys. I was heavy on rap music. Nelly and the Nulitics. I used to listen to a lot of these other rap artists, Fabulous, Birdman, you know. The funny thing was, I used to hate R&B music because I thought it made you soft. Being in your feelings was weakness to me. But as I got older in middle school, I started listening to more R&B music. I remember one time I traded a juvenile rap album for a Chris Brown's album. And I remember as I made my transition from rap to R&B, I started listening to more music soul child, Usher, Pretty Ricky, Destiny Childs, Rihanna. But at the same time as I gravitated towards R&B, my musical taste started to get a little more hardcore. I went back to rap, but instead of the main street rappers, I went back to the underground rappers. And every underground rappers were usually famous to the locals. So the local rappers that I knew, because I grew up in Broward County, um, I grew up from the east side, and the rappers I used to listen to was Briscoe, Piccolo, you know, and, and other under the table artists. And then came the crunk music, or not necessarily crunk music, but more so the Snap Your Fingers, ATL music I used to listen to with Young Jock, T.I., and then you got Soldier Boy, and then I started gravitating towards conscious rap music, music where the artists were a little more lyrical, like Kanye West and his graduation album, Twister, Common, Lupe Fiesco, The Black Eyed Peas, then I started, you know, as I got older, going into high school from 9th, 10th grade, I started listening to throwback R&B jams as I got into high school, Boys to Men, New Edition. And one thing that I realized that as I was transitioning from genre to genre is I remember my dress code would change. In the early 2000s, headbands and wristbands and white tees and jerseys were like the thing back then. Like, it wasn't like designers, you know what I'm saying? Rappers, you know, spending $50,000 on shirts and pants and it, nah, nah, nah. Literally, 
you could just get $5 white tees from your local corner store with $100 or $50 jeans, some Air Forces, and you set. You fresh. Now, as I got into middle school, it was all about the J's. It's all about J's, Jordans, and Dickies. I remember one time I was watching a Lil Wayne video, and it was him and the Destiny Child music video. You know, Beyonce and the other two girls. And I remember Lil Wayne had on a bandana with a camouflage jacket and pants. And I remember that day going to the corner store, buying a headband for $3, and going home with an extra large white shirt, looking myself up and down in the mirror, with my pants hanging low, like trying to imitate the the little Wayne that I saw in the image. I remember sagging my pants, you know, letting it hang to the floor. I would still wear a belt, but just enough to keep my pants from falling to my shoes. And that's another effect of music, is that it changes the way you dress. It gives you an image to project. I remember I used to watch even the T.I. music videos. One of his first breakout music videos, I believe it was You Don't Know Me. You know, when you holler in the street, remember you don't know me. I remember that song. And I remember watching the music video. And I remember he had on a red collar shirt. And I think he was walking in to a store. And from then, I started wearing collar shirts. And you even remember the 3-6 Mafia. I believe they won a Grammy at one time. And they made a song saying, ever since then I can remember I've been popping my collars, popping. I remember when that song came out, that collar shirts were the thing now. So we went from all-star jerseys, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant jerseys, Allen Iverson jerseys, white tees, headbands and wrists, to now wearing collar shirts. And so the collar shirts back then were the polo shirts. Now. I have to emphasize, it was polo, Ralph Lauren polo. We ain't talking USPA. If you wore the USPA back in my high school, you were meat for roast. I mean, they would roast the life out of you. They would wear US polo shirts, Kooji shirts, Kooji jackets. I remember academic shirts with designs, black denim jeans with Jordans. You straight. And this is how me and all of my friends dressed for the first day of school. And it's funny. Because you can tell, just by what someone is wearing, what music they listen to. I heard this from a friend once, and it's true. Think about it, right? In, in high school, you usually have kids out. If you go out in the patio, you have everyone separated in their own sections, right? Think about it. All the kids sagging their pants, wearing white tees and black tees, polo shirts and Jordans and J's. You already know what they listen to. Rap music and R&B. And I ain't passing judgment because I knew I, that was what I wore and that was the music that I listened to. On now, think about the other kids on the other section. You know what I'm saying? All, all the white kids, all the kids with camp shorts, disciple sandals, beach pants, dressed like they're all about to go to the beach right after school or dressed like they can get a role in Dawson Creed, Camp Rock. You know they listen to Camp Rock, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, right? Or what about the kids dressed in all black, wearing black lipsticks, Wearing boots, makeup, looking like Count Dracula. What music you think they listen to? Heavy metal, rock, UFO instrumentals. Or what about the kids with Bob Marley shirts and tank tops? They listen to reggae. I mean, it's amazing how much music affects our culture. Like literally, music tells us what to wear, 
and we always wear it. I did not stop sagging. I did not stop wearing baggy jeans until I stopped listening to rap music. But also too, while there's the era of baggy jeans and extra large t-shirts, you also had a transition where we transitioned from wearing jerseys and extra large t-shirts to extra small pants and extra small shirts. Because when I was in 10th and 9th grade, the thing that was now in style was tight jeans and tight pants. Because then you had an artist that was called the New Boys. And I remember the song that they used to have that was called, Oh, You a Jerk, Jerk, Jerk. Like those guys wore skinny jeans and tight pants. That's when auto-tune came in where rappers started using auto-tunes instead of their original voices. And I can tell you that when I was in high school, I only had probably one or two skinny jeans and I hated it. I hated skinny jeans. I remember I had one gray skinny jeans that my friend really liked. And I was like, man, I couldn't even put them jeans, I couldn't put the jeans on and I couldn't take them off. I said, how's this pants? I can't even put the pants on and I can't even take them off. But that's what music does to you. It literally, music tells us what to wear and we wear it. And it can be the most ridiculous thing but if it's popular in music, if someone is wearing it in a music video, people will wear it, right? Now, it's interesting to me because as I think about that, I'm like, wow, if music can have an effect on how we dress, would that not also mean that music could have an effect on how we behave? I can remember growing up, I had anger issues. I was a hothead. I was someone who was always ready to fight always had an attitude sometimes i'll just be angry for no reason sometimes my friends are looking at me be like bitch are you straight like you okay i'll be like nah i'm i'm good like why you look mad you look angry I'm like right that's just how i look i'm good you know so i remember growing up i had a lot of anger issues now now you wouldn't be able to tell that because i'm just i'm a mellow dude i like to keep to myself introvert at heart you know but back then i had a lot of anger issues i remember i used to get in a lot of fights in school elementary school Got into fights in middle school. I remember one time I got into a fight with my sister on her birthday. Crazy, right? Fighting your own sister on her birthday? Yeah, that, that I had a short temper. I remember I used to get suspended. I remember I was ready to, to fight. I remember I fought someone all because he said something about my mom. And I felt like I was right. Because, I mean, if you're going to talk about my mom and she ain't there to defend herself, well, somebody got to do it. But that's how it was. But the interesting thing was I never really linked my behavior to the music that I listened to. But now that I think about it, my behavior really didn't change until I stopped listening to rap music because I realized that rap music made me angry. I mean, think about it. Rap artists are angry when they're rapping. I mean, what artist is rapping and they're happy? They're usually angry. And so the music that I was listening to was angry music. I was listening to Plies. I was listening to a lot of these gangster rap artists, you know, ready to throw down, you know what I'm saying? Shoot first, ask questions last, you know what I'm saying? A, a pull up on you, you know? You never catch me slipping. I always got my nine. Like, those were music that I used to always listen to, and it had an effect on my behavior. Now, you know, and, and, and literally, I remember because of that music, I was always ready to fight. I was on edge. I, I would go to school wishing, hoping, praying someone would try me. Just hoping for that day. Not graduating, 
not crossing around the stage where everybody could see me holding my Deboa, come to school wishing somebody would want to fight me. I came to school wanting to fight because the music I listened to pumped me up about it. You might think this is crazy. There's no way a song can make you want to fight somebody. But think about this. What music do you think drive-by shooters listen to? When drive-by shooters are carpooling and are rolling up on a block, what music do you think they have on to get them ready? What music do you think they are listening to to override their conscience of not pulling the trigger? <laughs> Beethoven? Opera? Or maybe Chris Brown? Kirk Franklin did a A's a New Day? I mean, can you imagine them listening to Kirk Franklin as they're on their way to commit some crime? Can you, can you go inside the car, one of them turns on the music and they hear Kirk Franklin, today's a new day, but there is no sunshine. I'm like, man, what you got to turn that radio off, man? We, we about to do some business here. Are you out here playing some Kirk Franklin? Are you, are you out your mind? Like, like, are you with it or not? Man, put on some real music, man. Put on some real music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when they're getting ready to do what they're about to do, guess what music they listen to? They're listening to music that preaches what they are about to do. There's only one genre of music, one genre of music that talks about drive-bys. You won't hear from Maroon 5, you won't hear from Linkin Park, you won't hear from Taylor Swift, but you'll hear from Mick Mills. Or you'll hear it from Quavo. You'll hear it from Jay-Z. You'll hear it from 50 Cent. You see, music is not just lyrics. It's directions. Music tells you what to do. Think about a young girl who is being pressured to sleep with her boyfriend. Her mind might be telling her no, but if she's listening to Chris Brown, he is telling her, why would you even think about it when we could be body to body? Rihanna is telling her yes. Beyonce is telling her to give it to him as long as he tells nobody tomorrow. The music she is listening to is telling her to do it. Because music overrides the conscious subconsciously without you even realizing it. Your siblings are telling you, girl, stay strong. He was no good for you. You'll find someone better. Go find someone who's better. He won't change, girl. Focus on you, Jigaboo. But Usher is telling you to go back. Give him another try. Listen to his confession. Ariana Grande is telling you, you can't live without him. You're lost without him. Your world is centered around him. Alicia Keys is telling you everything means nothing if I don't have him. You're stuck listening to Love Song and it's only breaking your heart, making you want the person who broke it even more. And so you go back to that person because you went back to that song that reminds you of him or her. Music gets you caught in your feelings and as a result, you act out of how you feel. Now, I went through a heartbreak before, and music did not help. Every love song just brought her back to my mind, like, like really, bruh? Like right now? I can't even go grocery shopping without thinking about this girl. And the music just plays out of nowhere. Now, I'm Haitian. My parents are from Haiti. And so you know how Haitian parents be sending you on missions and errands. So while I'm going out to the market and I'm picking out plantains, all of a sudden, I hear the song playing in the store goes from Backstreet Boys, I want it that way, to Boys to Men, 
I'm down on bended knees. And it's like, oh man, not this song. This song gonna make me think about her even more. Or Mariah Carey, we belong together. Who's, you know, like, I'm like, oh man, I can't even just, I can't even catch a break, man. I can't even go down the store, get some food without listening to a song that makes me think about this woman. And then you got that song by Neo. You remember that song that Neo made that was like his first breakout song? I believe this was like around 06, 05, 07. But I think the song is called So Sick of Love. You know, and I'm so sick of love songs, so tired of being so sick of wishing you were still. Yeah, that was like one of Neo's hit songs. Now, there's a part in that song that says, and I remember listening to that song, and for some reason, it, 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 it always grabbed a, a hold of me. It, it's a song where it says, and a song that says, Leave me alone, stupid love song. Don't make me think about her smile or having her for a child. I mean, when you think about that song, it's like you, you literally listen to this man's heart being broken again in pieces in that song and that's the interesting thing because that's what music does you literally become the artist in the music if the artist's heart is broken you become broken if the artist is angry you become angry if the artist is down and depressed you channel that same spirit no one listens to a love song without getting in their feelings who listens to rap music without getting fired up a rapper smiling when they're making music? They're mugging. They're grilling. You see them on their album covers? It's either they're grilling or they just have no facial expressions whatsoever. Because when you're singing the song, at the same time the song is singing to you. It speaks to your soul. Music speaks to your soul and it grabs a hold on it. It literally takes you away and I mean far away. Music has power, no doubt. I mean, what music do athletes listen to for game day? So it's no coincidence that players are ready to fight the referees, fight each other opponents, fight their own teammates. Hey, they even fight their own coaches during the middle of a game. Now, of course, it's competitions, emotions runs high, a lot is at stake, but you can't count out the effect of music on their attitudes. Because if they're ready to play, chances are they're ready to fight. Right? Ray John Rondo? If we were on edge, music puts us over. Now, it's not just rap music, hip hop, and all that other stuff. You also got country music as well, too. Country music talks about smoking, drinking, partying, sleeping with girls. I mean, music comes with lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? It's not just the clubs. You know, we also gotta remember the bars, right? You know, the, the bars as well, too. You know, the coffee shops and donut shops. You know what I'm saying? It, it, things be going down there as well, too. I know you've seen those Wild Wild West movies. They got some truth to it, right? You just see like a group of guys come together, get down his horse, he sees another guy, he walks into a bar. You know how they be showing, he be busting through the doors, uh, everybody on the counter with drinking beer, look to the side, you know what I'm saying? And two dudes are about to scramble and fight. I'd be like, you're on the wrong side of town, buddy. Well, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Then it's a stare down. Both guys put their hands on their gun, which is on their waist, you know, a haystack rolls by, eagle screeches, Ear! bystanders look by, like what is about to happen, you know, the bartender is like, hey, you guys better get this stuff out of here, okay, or I'm gonna have to kick both of you out, and the guy's still staring at each other, 
the, their eyes begin to squint. <laughs> I mean, they look at each other. You want to duel, buddy? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it goes down with them Rangers. You know, and that's all. And let us not also forget about them Harley Davidson boys. Let's not also forget that the gangs are not just, you know what I'm saying, Bloods and Crips. You got biker games with Char Real. In 2015, there was an incident where nine people were killed and 18 were injured in a wild gun battle involving hundreds of bikers at a Twin Peak restaurant in Waco, Texas. And the next year, there was another incident where there was a night fight between bikers that left seven injured and one dead. Now, what you see is that a lot of these bikers are rivalry and a lot of them are gangs as well, too, that are fighting constantly against each other. Well, guess what music they listen to? They listen to rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they ready to rock somebody's face and roll up on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be chilling with your homies at a donut shop or a coffee shop, you know what I'm saying? Leaning on bikes, sipping on beer, talking to each other, and all of a sudden you hear motorcycles. You know what I'm saying? You look down the street, you see heat waves, you see guys on motorcycles coming, and it's like, ah, darn. Thought we lost them. You know what I'm saying? Big Simone dudes get out their bikes with chains and knives. One of your buddies looks at you and be like, hey, I'll speak to him. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all get together. Y'all meet each other. Everybody knows it's about to go down. Y'all stare at each other down. Your crew look at his crew. They crew look at each other. And coming out with chains and eyes. And it's just like, is there anything we can help you with? The other side looks at you. Go to hell and die. Thought you never asked, bud. Like, bro, it gets real out there. And then all you, next thing you know, all hell breaks through. It's a mayhem. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just the hood. We listen to music that suits our lifestyle. So if music suits our lifestyle, then I guess it's safe to conclude that music affects our life behavior. Every culture has their music. Africans have their own music. Haitians have compa. And you always hear from Haitian parents all the time. You know, this was the song that me and your mom made you with. Like, ew. Like, anybody trying to hear that? I don't want to know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to know anything about how you made me. I don't want to know about that process. You know what I'm saying? You got you got Americans with rap and R&B and slow jam. You got Mexican music. You got, you got Arab music. You know, you just, you got Japanese music. You just, every culture has its own music. And every music is centered around a culture. Speaking of culture, voodoo has music. In voodoo rituals, music and drums are being played to activate and communicate with spirits. You have voodoo ceremonies where people are dancing, evil spirits are summoned, and sometimes people get possessed. It, it gets real out there. Music, it really is that deep. Music connects us with the spiritual world. I had a lady at my job had me listen to a streaming app that allows you to listen to music by genre and culture. She had me listen to African music and it was different. There was life lessons, morals, metaphors about racism, love, equity. Music affects us all and, you know, music is not always a bad influence. Music can be used for good. It brings us together. It allows us to have a good time. Some traditions use music to tell stories, legends, tall tales to pass down. Festivals and ceremonies not always involving drugs or sex, but a safe place for people to be free and dance with their moms or dads and unify. Music can be virtuous. There's a story in the Bible where King Saul is battling with an evil spirit and is troubling him, and so he calls on one of his guards, a servant, to go get David. Now, as you know, David was a musician, and at this time, David was a young boy, and he told David to play the harp for him. 
David played the harp and the harp drove out the evil spirit from Saul. So music can be used as a force for good. If it can do evil, it can do good. If it can bring harm, it too can bring healing. If it can cause division, then it can cause unity. But that all depends on who is making the music and what the music is made for. Originally, music was intended to be used to glorify God. I mean, that shouldn't be debatable. Some musicians just have a God-given talent. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Elton John, John Legend. I mean, musical icons with an uncanny singing ability. Song and talents that would blow your mind once in a lifetime singers There'll never be another Michael Jackson or Whitney. Because the talent is so raw, it's unreal, it had to be from God. I mean, think about it. The Jackson 5 have been singing their whole lives. Michael was the youngest brother, but yet he made it out out of all of them and became a mega superstar and icon. Look at Drake, the talent that he has. You know, some rappers are, are good with lyrics, some rappers are good with rhythm and melody. I mean, Drake has it all. He has just one of those talents that you either have or you don't. And I've listened to rappers before, but Drake is cut from a different fabric. Some rappers are good, depending on what beat you give them. Some beats, some rappers just can't adjust to. Not Drake. Put this man on any track, with anyone, on any day, and it's a hit. And for the record, I don't listen to Drake anymore. I'm just making a point. But he's a modern day musical genius. He can sing the chorus, he can sing the hook, and he can do the verse. The man can do a whole album by himself. Look at Tupac. He was a gifted poet and actor. That song, Dear Mama, who does not play that song on Mother's Day? That is literally the national anthem of Mother's Day, Dear Mama. Now, while I don't listen to their music anymore, I remember their talent and I admire their talent, but it's just the content that I don't agree with. Because music is supposed to be used for the glory of God. But oftentimes, the talent that is God-given is not given the glory to the God who gave it. Most artists use their music to uplift themselves, to brag about their lifestyles, and we end up turning musical idols into musical icons. A lot of the music becomes centered around self and centered around pride, centered around the, the, the possessions of this world and the possessions of this life. I mean, we literally began to worship the musicians we listen to. Beyonce has a group called the Beehive, and I mean, that group is so loyal that if you talk about B the wrong way, they would literally sting you. Music can be worship. You know how many people has passed out at Michael Jackson concerts or the Beatle concerts? You would think these people could walk on water, raise the dead, feed a multitude of 5,000 the way they are idolized in society. Because we idolize people so much. But the attention and all the worship that we give to people, the musicians, that belongs to God. Because God gave them that talent. And so that talent should be used to glorify the God who gave it. I mean, does that mean Drake should start rapping about religion or God? I mean, did he not make God's plan? Personally, I don't believe in Christian rap. I mean, the beat is the same, the flow is the same, the rhythm is the same. Christian rap is still rap. I mean, think about it. Rapping is not music in itself when you think about it. If you get rid of the beat and you hear someone rap, there's no musical genre for that. But if a person is singing without any musical instruments, it's still music. It's an acapella or it's an opera. Putting Jesus in the lyrics is not going to fix it. Besides, we mostly listen to the beat than anything else, not even the lyrics. Nowadays, all you need is a good beat to make it. But what I mean is that what if Drake becomes a preacher? What if he gives a sermon? What if he uses those medical devices, those metaphorical devices, to preach the gospel? What if he uses his influence of music for God? Wouldn't that be amazing? Can you imagine Whitney Houston leading a church choir? 
Can you imagine Beyonce leading a praise team? Oh, now, some of you might think that these are thoughts far from reality, but when you actually think about it, it's a lot closer to home. A lot of these musicians grew up religious, meaning God developed their talents before they went big. Brian McKnight was a Seventh-day Adventist. Little Richie grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist Christian church. Prince grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist church. Chili from TLC. So I creep. Yeah, just keep it on and down low. Yeah, she was a Seventh-day Adventist from the Christian church. A lot of these musicians grew up singing in the church. It's just that they knew they were not going to make it big singing for God. I mean, Kanye West was giving an interview from his transition from, from rapping about the gospel to rapping to where he is now. And he said, honestly, that he said, look, if I rap about God, ain't nobody gonna listen to me. Nobody gonna vibe to the music. But if I rap about the things that I rap about now, about music, cars and clothes and all of those things, then pretty much, then pretty much he would be famous. Now, and that's the truth because a lot of these musicians grew up in the church, but they just knew that singing for God was not gonna get them far in the world. But what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Now, I don't know if they sold their souls to the devil or if they're a part of the Illuminati. As far as I'm concerned, if your soul is not given to God, I mean, it already belongs to the devil. Because there is no vacant place for the soul outside of God and Satan. There's only two forces at war. There's not a third party neutral. You don't need to speculate if they are under the Illuminati or some satanic agency. Listen to their lyrics. Is it of God or not? Is sex before marriage of God? Is lust of God? Is pride, fame, murder, and greed for riches of God? Why does it take horns for us to recognize Satan? Everybody been going crazy about the little Nas X video he released a couple weeks ago. But if you listen to his previous songs, you listen to the content and lyrics, how can you be surprised? He talks about sex, he talks about money, he talks about drugs, but all of a sudden when he talks about Satan, now he's with the devil. Now his music is demonic. He released a tweet where he himself said, I talked about adultery in Old Town Road and you let your kids listen to it. He said, that's not my fault. You see, this is what happens when Christians get friendly with the world. They get surprised when the world tells them we're not friends. They get surprised when the world tells them who their leader is. But if you study the Bible, you would have known that from the get-go. The Bible is there to expose Satan before Satan exposes himself. But if you're not reading your Bible, you're not trying to stay close to God, then when the enemy comes as an angel of light, you won't be able to discern him. Satan didn't come with horns and fires on a chariot when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. He came as an angel of light. But because Jesus knew the word, he was able to resist him. If you don't study your Bible, you won't know whose side you're on. You won't know whose music you're listening to. You won't know who artist is under that influence. If you ask me, the whole industry is under Satan's record label and I'm not passing judgment. The point I'm making is that music is a force that is either being controlled or either used by only two forces that is at work in this world. Either the force of good or the force of evil. God or Satan, there is no in between and that power is used to grab a hold on your mind which is a hold on your soul. So the next time you're streaming, the next time you play a song, the next time you watch a music video, pay attention and ask yourself whose power and influence I'm under. The next time you listen to Power 95, the next song you dance to, bob your head to, work out with, consider whose power is influencing you. And remember, 
there's only two. Thank you for listening. And as always, until next time, goodbye.